0: Hey, everyone. Daniel and I hope that you're all safe and well in quarantine. Just so you know, this episode and the rest of season one were recorded several months ago before the pandemic happened. So some of the seasonal references are pretty old. Either way, we hope that these episodes bring you back to a simpler, happy time in the world and give you a little something to laugh about and most importantly, drink along with. Stay safe and here's the show. for this i'm ready okay i feel like i should take a drink
1: yeah let's take a drink cheers Cheers. episode one drunk law school here we go
0: beautiful i feel like i have been waiting forever for this
1: for you listeners out there who are wondering uh this show is called drunk law school and it is because my girlfriend megan say hello megan hi megan (laughs) you didn't even say hello megan that's ridiculous
0: well i amended it
1: uh my girlfriend, Megan, is in law school right now. Heyo. How many weeks have you been in law school,
0: Megan? I've been in law school for eight weeks. Okay. Um.
1: So you really know what you're doing. A hundred percent.
0: I feel like this. I know so much more than I did when I wasn't in law school. That's true. It's great. The cramming process is very physical. <laughs> Daniel. It's physical? Daniel, my boyfriend. This is Daniel. Hi. Say hi, Daniel. What's up? Hey, um, Daniel is uh, the producer extraordinaire of this podcast and also is an incredible sound engineer.
1: Stop bragging about me.
0: Well, you told me to say it. It's on the piece of paper. You
1: You didn't even say it, right?
0: (laughs) So he knows that while I've been in law school, it has been a very intense process where you feel like your eyes are wide open, but inside your brain is trying so hard to grow that you feel asleep.
1: She's dead inside. folks. That's what she's saying. Yes,
0: yes. We've talked about this in class. It's an ongoing thing. I'm slowly getting better. A resurrection, if you will, is occurring.
1: Good. Yeah. Just in time for Halloween. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Uh, I'm slightly rotted.
1: (laughs) So on this show, uh, we are going to teach you about some of the foundational uh, and wacky cases that you might read as a law student. I think teach is
0: a strong word. But
1: (laughs) while we get drunk at the same time. I
0: think um, explain and then like ponder. Right. Yeah. Banter.
1: We will ponder, like, what is a contract?
0: Yes. We are going to be doing a that lot of a that. That is a very important I, question. Listen, guys, it sounds boring because we're starting with a contract, but this is, like, the foundational case in law school yes. that everyone starts with. Yes.
1: So, so, um, if that's not interesting to you, hopefully you can just enjoy the drunken banter that we are embarking
0: we on. We did have pre-drinks. Yes. and We
1: pre-gamed our own podcast. That's
0: right. <laughs> Daniel, tell me what you're drinking tonight.
1: Uh, I am drinking... A Savion Blanc from New Zealand, oh. by the name of Fire Road. It's a 2018 vintage.
0: Oh God, are you reading the label right no, now? No, <laughs> I'm
1: not actually. I promise. I memorized it before we started the show, so I would get it right. A
0: 2018 um, vintage. Yes. What year is it again?
1: It's it's 2019.
0: Got right it. Now. Is that vintage? <laughs>
1: yeah. In 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 vintner's terms, yes. A vintner oh is a winemaker. Oh Jesus. Who so who's interested. teaching
0: who in this scenario?
1: Mostly you teaching me, but I had to you know build up a little Educate bit of a lead me. so right. that you could catch up. I like get it. Um, uh, yeah, and it's very good. It's the New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. They tend to be more citrusy than the California ones because the uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs are made in big steel vats, whereas okay. the California ones are made in sort of oak barrels. So they get that oaky flavor, yes. which is really gross. Some
0: people say it's I got an oaky nose. Yeah, I don't know why they try to use different body parts to discuss different aspects
1: because the more body parts you can use the more pretentious you are well
0: it ties in perfectly daniel because this case wait wait wait.
1: hold on you didn't tell me what you're drinking i
0: will this case is about a body part
1: oh okay that's that's exciting i know and it's also terrifying yes
0: it's it's not disgusting but some people might not like it
1: okay um, um, but yeah Fire Road Sauvignon Blanc what are you drinking
0: I am drinking a Batanga what is that I, I looked it up half an hour ago and then you made it for me So, but I'm I... gonna
1: pretend that I don't know what it is <laughs> for the purposes so, of this. So, it's
0: a tequila and Coke, but to make it more legit, right. you add lime to it, which you didn't have, but you had lime juice, right. so that's close enough. That's the essence. So, and we're then, being like
1: 40% classy tonight.
0: Right, yeah, and you give it a salt rim, right. which you were very kind, and you gave me a... Don't ta-
1: do this to me right You
0: now. gave me a table salt rim. <laughs> that's all we had. And it's really grainy, <laughs> but it gives the flavor, and I'm gonna have a sip right now. You're
1: undermining my reputation as a good cocktail maker I right
0: want now. everyone to know i am not usually a tequila drinker you will hear other drinks prominently featured in this podcast going forward
1: yes so um okay megan what case are we reading tonight daniel are <laughs> you ready <laughs> i think are I'm ready. you
0: are you buckled up
1: no i don't have a seat do you pilot. have
0: any loose wires hanging in your house well
1: there are a lot of loose wires that are running this podcast right are now.
0: there any in your brain
1: are loose wires relevant to the yeah ca- oh. yes yeah
0: so just Beware. Also, I should say to everyone out there, I don't think we made this clear. Daniel does not know any of these cases. I have no idea what's coming right now. I have just, in a shared eye note with him, put down the names of cases that are crazy. Um, And I
1: have abided by the honor code. I have not looked.
0: He hasn't even signed the honor code, (laughs) but yeah, exactly. So I am bringing all this to him as a first-time Student, essentially. Okay,
1: so what is this case? Okay, so this. Okay,
0: this case is called Hawkins v. McGee. Okay.
1: So this case.
0: Yeah. So this case is from the Supreme Court of New Hampshire
1: Hmm.
0: in the golden year of 1929.
1: Oh, so we're throwing it back.
0: We're throwing it back, and what what happened in 1929?
1: I believe there was a Great Depression.
0: There was, and I would say that the crash in that year uh, changed America forever. Yeah. And this case. It has influenced contract students for decades. Right.
1: That's the first case in your book, right?
0: This is on page two. This is page two, folks. (laughs) This is the first case. You are at day one of law school right now. Honestly, true. Okay. And if you have seen The Paper Chase, you know, that's a movie, you know that this case is prominently featured in there. Um, It's a very famous scene. About a first-year law student's first class at Harvard. So, oh, so we're we're getting meta right now. We are. I'm going to be the teacher. (laughs) Right. Stand up, Mr. Marcus. Speak loudly. Fill the room with your intelligence. Before
1: before you begin, you have to drink. We're going to drink. Oh yeah. All right. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Hand a loud sip. (sighs) All right. Okay. So, in this case. Yes. There was an eleven-year-old boy.
1: Oh, that's fucking sad. Don't he's s-
0: fine. He's not going to die. He's okay, fine.
1: Don't lead with that. He's fine. Just, I haven't heard any of this, so that's <laughs> to very my scary knowledge, he's
0: probably dead by now. Oh, this was ninety years ago. Right. Nineteen twenty-nine. Ninety years ago this year. That's messed up. I know. Don't you remember it? Right. So, George, his name was George Hawkins. So Hawkins is the plaintiff in this case. The little boy. Yes. George. Okay. Yeah. Well, he and his dad. Okay. Right. Okay. So the Hawkins family okay. versus McGee. We'll figure out who McGee is soon. Mm-hmm. So when he was 11, George Hawkins turned on a light in the kitchen. And this was like back in the day, like right. electricity wasn't super solid. Yeah. It was amazing that they had electricity, I want to say.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. But I, I don't mean, know a
1: lot about history.
0: Uh, according to like more notes about this case, this family like was like not super well off. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say that. They probably like most families back then didn't have like awesome electricity all yeah. the time. They're,
1: we're talking like exposed wires yeah, situation. Tense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Got he it. turned Loose on. Wires, right. Okay,
0: so he turns on a light in the kitchen. Yeah. What do you think happens to him?
1: I mean, he probably gets electrocuted, or potentially like the light bulb bursts and like sets the house on fire, or something terrible.
0: Okay. Close. Okay. I will say. The important thing to know for everybody yeah. is if you say that someone gets electrocuted, that means that they died by okay. being shocked. So he
1: got shocked. Shocked is what you would he say. He didn't die. Right. Is that right?
0: So he he did get shocked okay. Um, by an electrical wire, which like severely like left this huge scar in his hand. Mm. And he's 11, so he still has like more growing to do. And it like really deformed his hand, right? Okay. So okay. then fast forward a couple years, let's say he's like 14 year old prepubescent, Georgia. So wait,
1: did he like touch the wire? Yeah, it
0: was a live wire.
1: Oh, so he 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 didn't just turn on a light. He went and to like go a turn lightning on, bolt. No,
0: no, no. He went to go turn on a light.
1: Grabbed a loose wire by. I mistake don't know what the something. light.
0: Switches looked like ninety years ago. Right. I'm gonna assume. But anyway,
1: somehow his hand touched yeah. and exposed. Wasn't okay.
0: great. Right, he had That's a
1: pretty terrible.
0: Is this gonna have an explicit rating? No,
1: I like, already cursed once. You already.
0: What did you say?
1: Uh, I think I said, "Oh fuck!" Don't tell me that when I was worried the 11 year old boy was gonna so die. He
0: had- he had a big ass scar yeah, <laughs> in his hand, okay. right? Okay. So then, fast forward a couple of years, we got a doctor around town, right? Okay. He maybe was a World War One hero. We don't know, but he was well. well but you off. can't put
1: that in my mind. If no, I'm the jury right now. No, you-
0: but that's important <sighs> for. Just keep it in your mind. Okay. He might have been a World War One hero. Potentially. He was well known around. He's a doctor. Right. Everybody loves him. New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So his name is Doctor McGee. He's the defendant in this case. Okay. Right. So Doctor McGee,
1: what did you done do? McGee is like,
0: he approaches this the father. Of George Hawkins, Mr. Hawkins. Um, Beware
1: the solicitous doctor. Yes, okay. I'm just going to say yes. that.
0: He solicited. He was like trying to do experiments because guess what was an up and coming field of medicine in that Sounds time?
1: Sounds like eugenics. No. Oh.
0: Post-World War I. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Sounds like <it. laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm, it's just my family history rearing its head in this show. <laughs> Your
0: family history of practicing eugenics? You should explain. No,
1: I... I'm Jewish, okay, everyone. I said it.
0: Yes. <laughs> Practice. Okay. Anytime. Well, I mean,
1: because it was like this was around the time. Yes, when you're you gen- absolutely you know, right. So now, you can understand. Think a little my less.
0: Mistake. This is page two of the first day of contracts. Right. Okay. Think a little less insidious.
1: Wait, what was the question? Okay, what so what do you th- around-
0: what do you think mm. Dr. McGee was trying out? that was a new, newly grown medical procedure post World War One. I?
1: I would say probably like
0: that would have to do with a burnt hand.
1: Uh, not a transplant.
0: Skin graft.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, cool. You're close. Yeah. All right.
0: So he's like, guys, I'm trying to like really do more experimental work on skin grafting. Mm. I've just like learned this new cool he thing. came
1: from the battlefield. I want
0: to practice on your kid. And
1: that, that should alarm everyone okay. involved.
0: But okay. So here's the thing. So I'm also going to be reading from the case. So he goes up to them and they were like, Great, we want you to remove a considerable quantity of scar tissue from Mm -hmm. the palm of my son. And he was like, the grafting of skin taken from the plaintiff's, guess which body part? Arm? No. No. I have no idea. From his chest. Okay. Okay. He was like, you got a lot of skin up there. How old is
1: the boy now?
0: Um, It was only a couple years after and he was okay. 11 when it happened. So we're going to say like a pre-pubescent 14.
1: Okay. Right? All right. okay. All right. Okay. Yeah.
0: So he was like, I'm going to take it from his chest and we're going to put it on the hand. And the dad was like, okay, but we're a little bit worried because like, we don't want to be staying in the hospital that long. Like we're not made out of money. Right. And so the dad was like, how long are we going to be in the hospital? And the doctor was like, three or four days, not over four. And then the boy can go home and it will be just a few days when he'll go back to work with a good hand. OK, right? okay. I have
1: a question. What? When was the last time you took a drink?
0: Um, When we began this okay, case. OK, so you should drink. Okay. Thank you.
1: It's not drunk law school if we don't drink. Come on. You're very right about that. Get it right for the listeners.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then the doctor additionally said, like, you're only going to spend a couple of days in the hospital, right? right? So he said to him, yeah. can you believe this? He said, I will guarantee oh god, to make the hand a 100% perfect hand or a 100% good hand.
1: Wait, just pause for it. <laughs> 100% perfect or 100% good. Right. This I- is ju- like, I know that I can feel in my soul. That this doctor is going to pay for what he said, but this is just like a classic example of like '30s advertising. <laughs> like it's a hundred percent good. <laughs> like this is not.
0: It's cocaine and Coca Cola. Uh, You'll like, be fine. Right?
1: Exactly. Like like he didn't mean it, and we all know that he didn't mean it. But anyway, except are you for
0: the-, the are you the defense? Except
1: letter? for the wishful. Pa- I mean, I'm just saying. I'm
0: just. Saying. He said. I will guarantee you to make a hand 100% perfect hand or 100% good hand. Folks,
1: just to the listeners out there, be careful using the word guarantee or you might get yourself yourself into some quicksand. That's right. You don't want to do that. That's right. So
0: it says, the plaintiff, Hawkins, was present when these words were alleged to have been spoken and if they are to be taken at their face value, it seems obvious that proof of their utterance would establish the giving of a warranty in accordance with his contention. Is the court writing that? Yes, this is a court opinion, right? Okay. So originally this went to the trial court. So first we have to say what went wrong.
1: Do we have to say that?
0: Yes. Okay. We have to know what they're going to sue about. Oh. Because all we have right now is like, I got a fucked up hand. I want to be a doctor that can fix your hand. Right, I mean, there would be no
1: case if nothing went wrong. That's right. Okay. That's
0: the number one thing, folks. Uh, Something has to have gone wrong. wrong. Okay. What do you think went wrong?
1: Ah, I mean, I feel like he probably just, like, really messed up the surgery, like, in a major way, and the kid had to, like, lose his hand or something. Like, I feel like, I feel like the kid, like, you don't, nothing good will happen when a doctor who just returned to the front is like, let me do this experimental untested procedure on your child. It's, this just not going to be good. I just know. I just know it's not going to be good.
0: You just you don't have a good feeling about it. No. Okay. So, what happened to his hand? Oh God! Is that they agreed to the operation, right. but it was performed unsuccessfully. Also, this is in like a 1920s surgery. I don't even want to think about right. like cleanliness, uh-huh. anesthesia, whatever. Right. But so because he had it grafted from his chest. Uh-huh.
1: What does unsuccessful mean? Wait, pause.
0: I'm going to tell you. Okay. The graft caused thick hair to grow in the palm of his hand. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so. almost worse. Is that worse?
0: <laughs> it's like he has a handful of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like some allegations oh. that weren't really like totally decided in court about like there was also like deformations on the hand it like never healed right it was like it was like clumpy and like not usable for like farm work and stuff whereas before it was like fucked up but it still was usable so
1: so like basically his prepubescent chest skin from the skin graft that went on his hand yes Oh. Yeah. Like matured. Became pubes. Oh, no, yeah. man.
0: Hair- so this <sighs> case is called the hairy hand case.
1: That's. This is going to be in my nightmares yes. for a long time. Yes. And probably yours. Oh, gee, No, I've
0: lived with this case for eight weeks and it's <sighs> far, far past me now. But. So then, yeah. So they go to the doctor and they're like, uh, and he's like, not my problem. Like, whatever. And so then they're like, nah. So then they sued him right. and they were like,
1: because it, it is his problem.
0: It is his problem. He was the one that solicited them and he yeah. was the one that guaranteed. That's was their main thing is like, you guaranteed me 100% perfect hand.
1: Never using the verb guarantee again. Ever.
0: No, Don't do it. So they go to the trial court in New Hampshire. Uh huh. And the jury was like, really understanding and sympathetic to the plaintiffs, to the right. to the hairy hand kid right. who's like probably a teenager now.
1: I mean, this seems like a home run of a jury case.
0: Right, yeah. And so they were like, yep, you totally got it right. Uh, yeah. Your, your right. argument is correct. Uh, we're going to give you $3,000. That's a lot of money. In 1929. Note guess to how self, much how much is that? I looked it up. Oh, you looked it I, up? I prepared.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Okay, guess how much it is. I'm in this uh,
1: 1929... I'm gonna say that's like a couple hundred thousand of today's dollars. No, too high. This is
0: pre, pre um, crash.
1: Oh, I don't know, maybe fifty k, forty
0: four thousand dollars. Okay, they gave a kid forty four thousand dollars because he has a fucked up hairy club hand.
1: I mean, that's still a lot of money.
0: It is. Um, so like with some
1: wise investments, you know, you can as a fourteen year old absolutely.
0: So that's good. It's important to note that. Although it's
1: also kind of fucking sad because then they probably lost all their money in the crash. Oh, Oh,
0: Jesus. Okay, but.
1: Okay, but. All right. But,
0: okay, there's more to this. But as an aside, for those of you wondering why this is a contract case and not a medical malpractice case. Yes, okay. So we'll get to this later. But in a different area of law Mm -hmm. called tort law, there is this theory. Is that
1: like a cake?
0: Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) No. Um, I've been waiting to
1: use that one. Oh,
0: God. Here we are. Um, There's a theory called negligence, which is where a lot of medical malpractice suits fall. And the petition to the court that the Mm. plaintiffs issued did include a count of negligence. Uh But a non-suit was ordered onto it. Basically, I don't really know why the editors of this book don't include the entire opinion. But essentially, they were like, you don't have enough to go forward on this or whatever.
1: I mean, when you think about it, it's like, it's not that the doctor didn't care enough or didn't like try enough he might have tried his very best and like done all the stuff that he knew to do but he still just because it was an experimental procedure he just messed it up yeah so it's not like you know it's not like he was necessarily lazy about
0: it exactly yeah so i don't know a lot about medical malpractice any folks out there that do let me know why this might have been thrown out um However, it's important to say that the defendant, upon receiving the verdict, made a motion to the court saying, we want to move to set aside the verdict Mm -hmm. on the grounds that it was contrary to the evidence. It was against the weight of the evidence and against the weight of the law and the evidence and They're just basically throwing the whole book at it. And because the damages awarded by the jury were excessive. Okay. So there's four things here that the defense is like, we want you to throw out this whole verdict. And the court was like, the first three things is a no, no, it was the definitely the first three
1: things being like
0: contrary to the evidence, against the weight of the evidence, against the weight of the law and evidence. So basically, everything that was based on the evidence that was right. brought to trial. Oh, the jury or the um, the court was like, no, they got that right. The jury got that yeah, right. Yeah, I mean,
1: it seems pretty. It seems pretty cut. And yeah, dry.
0: like you fucked this up, but
1: Pun we will agree with you intended.
0: on the fourth part. Oh, that the oh. amount of money. $44,000 is excessive. Oh, interesting. And so they denied the motion on the first three things, but found that the damages were excessive. And then they made an order that the verdict be set aside, which means like this, this didn't really like, so like
1: you won, but you didn't get the money.
0: So basically saying, unless the plaintiff elects to give back 500, everything in excess of $500. Mm-hmm. So essentially $2,500 right. worth of what we gave you. You lose. If the plaintiff gives back part of the money, Mm -hmm. they're basically saying, fine, we don't need all this money, but you're still guilty. Whereas if they keep all the money, the court just wants to treat it like a settlement, which is something that happens outside of court. right? So they're going to set aside the verdict if the guy keeps all the money. But then the guy's not guilty in the eyes of the court.
1: If you are the plaintiff, you're pretty pissed off right now because you have to make a choice between... Money and being correct, which everyone knows is an impossible choice. <laughs> At least for me, it's an impossible Absolutely. choice.
0: And, oh. and basically, they were like, you know, the original amount was $3,000, which today is $44,000. Right. And they said that, actually, that's way too much. Um, And you have to give everything except for $500, which would only leave, if they did that, the plaintiff would only have, in today's money, like $7,500, nice. which is like a huge... That's like you got one your seventh. hand
1: ruined for your whole life. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. Okay. That's rough. So we're annoyed.
0: Yeah, we are annoyed. Um, so the plaintiff was like, I'm not fucking doing that. Um, and so then the verdict was set aside as excessive and against the weight of the evidence. Okay. And then the plaintiff appealed. Okay. So the plaintiff appeals to um the court of appeals, which is essentially at that time the Supreme Court of New Hampshire. So
1: we're basically on a on a technicality now, which is about like whether or not it's excessive
0: we because he quest- basically won yeah he basically won but he didn't really mm. so he's like trying to say man i want are this just, guy ugh. but it's, this is how it is like right. this is how case law is in the common law system mm. a lot of the way that our law functions is decided by these weird technical strange outlying cases right
1: okay so i have a question okay did we get to the contract part yet or are we are we sort of
0: okay we're getting there Oh, we're getting there yeah Okay. We have we have touched upon it, but, but I haven't in full. I haven't explicitly been like that was the contract. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the court is asking here, how do we assess damages uh. in this case? They like the trial court found that there was a contract. Mm-hmm. So a contract is basically a legally enforceable promise. Mm-hmm. That's all that a contract is. Right. You put something on paper, you write it down, you both agree to it, you sign it. There have to be certain things that go into it if you're gonna like bring it to a court and be like, "Is this valid?" Because you can like write something down and agree to it. That's fine. But if one of you has a problem with it later, mm-hmm. you can bring it to a court, and the court will be like, "Is this an actually enforceable promise based right. on different elements?" Mm-hmm. Which I am learning about now. Mm-hmm. But what's important to know is that a contract can also sometimes be oral and right. still be valid right right so that's what we're dealing with in this case because right. what was the agreement right what was it
1: uh the 100 guarantee of a perfect hand or a good hand yes right
0: so yeah so that was the contract right. um
1: right and i guess i mean i guess there's a a component here like he ma- he gave them something which yes. was the one hundred percent, and then they gave him their son,
0: their the opportunity upon that he wanted.
1: whom that he would do surgery. Right, that's a little bit reductive, but
0: no, but that's what right. that's important to know. So yeah. they kind of talk about it in this case. That's the element of consideration. Okay, you have to have consideration for a contract to be enforceable. So what?
1: So a consideration is like.
0: I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Okay. It's like, if we're going to enter into a contract, it's either a promise for an act Mm. or a promise for a promise to do something. So
1: it can't just be like, I agree to sell my soul to you, the devil signed me and the devil.
0: Right. You have to get, you have to be, the devil has to get something out of it. Right. But so do I. And so do you. That's the important thing. And- not only do you have to get something out of it, you have to give a little something. Mm-hmm. You got to bleed a little bit. Right. That's the deal. Your soul giving. was the. Yes, you have to be forbearing <laughs> something. Like you have right. to give something up for it. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is, like, we will give you our son in exchange for his better hand. And the guy was like, I will give you my services. In exchange for me gaining this experience. Right.
1: Okay. Okay. Right.
0: Okay. So that is what the contract is. So
1: no contract without consideration.
0: Right. Okay. Exactly. So the court is basically talking about how at face value it seems very obvious that this guarantee acts as a warranty. Mm-hmm. Um, and the defendant has an argument. He's like, even if I did say this stuff, which I'm not saying that I did, because this whole time he's like, we never actually like said that right. because that he's trying to basically say that there because is Because it no was
1: 1929. To- Nobody was recording anything. Like we're
0: doing now. Right. So he's like, even if I did say that, which I didn't, but even if I did, uh-huh. no reasonable person would understand that they were used with the intention of entering into mm. any contractual relationship, which is what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. So any reasonable person can only understand those words as his expression and strong language that he believed and expected that as a result of the operation, he would give the plaintiff a very good hand, which is different than a hundred percent perfect hand.
1: Yeah, but it's not that different.
0: But (laughs) he's got a. Uh, moldy <laughs> gross was it really moldy I don't know oh I hope uh, God uh, oh. can you imagine but hairy gross right. hand right. Um. so the preliminary question of law for the trial court was can the plaintiff actually say I fully believed in this and not only did I fully believe in what he said any mm-hmm. reasonable person okay. would um, and so the court upholds that like well yeah there was there was a contract here um right. And so, the, I mean,
1: you could have believed him. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, if right. you, so then there's this question. So, there's two issues here. Like, what are the damages um, appropriate to award the plaintiff mm-hmm. um, since we are finding there to be a contract? And moreover, were the jury instructions in the trial court Uh-oh. in error? Which is yeah, that's always a, that's a, a question, problem, always a question on appeal. Okay. So, the substance of the charge to the jury. In the trial court, which is what the appeal was from, on the question of damages appears in the following. If you find the plaintiff entitled to anything, he is entitled to recover for what pain and suffering he has been made to endure. Oh. And for what injury he has sustained over and above what injury he had before.
1: Wait, so is this where that comes from? What? Like the whole pain and suffering thing. No. Oh.
0: Yeah. No, pain and suffering has been around a long time. I don't know if you knew that. Right. Well, I mean, 1929 (laughs) is a long time. Anyway. Uh, No, I just mean the actual pain and suffering of human life has been around for eternity. That's right. So they were essentially allowed to consider two elements of damage. One was pain and suffering due to the operation, and the second one was the ill effects of the operation upon the plaintiff's hand afterwards. Mm -hmm. So they were like, you suffered from this. We're going to figure out a way to quantify how much money you owed from that. And moreover, we're also want to pay you for all the bad things that you have experienced because of your fucked up hand yes. after the surgery. Right. Right? right. So this court is like, hold your horses. Cause it's 1920.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I could what does the <laughs>
0: horse sound like, Daniel? <laughs> it's great. Hold both of those horses. <laughs> horse one, pain and suffering. Yes. No, no. Oh. You can't get that. You know why? Why? Because that's not what this contract was about.
1: Oh, You God. get
0: the damages not based on what you have suffered in general because what, you can throw everything in that pot. Right. That's not going to be a fair thing.
1: Right. This has nothing to do, this is about the contract.
0: This is about the contract. Remember, we're in I contracts. I feel
1: bamboozled even though I know that they're right. No, no. I as my professor said on
0: the first day of contracts class, this is an amoral system. You can breach the contract as much as you want as long as you can pay up. It's fine. So that's what the, court's saying. the court saying. This is capitalism, folks. I know. Welcome to it. Uh, so the court is like, No, there's another way that we can calculate damages for contracts. And it is called expectation damages. Mm. Expectation damages is the way that you get compensated when somebody breaches a contract with you. And by breach, I mean that they didn't do something that was in the contract. They did do something that interfered with something that was in the contract. They completely Mm -hmm. reneged the contract. Like anything that has to do with not following their terms. Um, and expectation damages is like the number one thing that you try and go to when you're a court and Mm -hmm. you are looking at it at damages. Mm -hmm. And this this court was like, okay, now we're going to, pain and suffering, that's bullshit. Here's what we're going to look at. We're going to say that the amount that you get Mm -hmm. is a formula. Are you ready? There's a formula. It is. Okay. The value of a perfect hand promised is, you know, let's say it's on the left side of the formula. So that's the 100% guarantee. That's like, That's the promise, right? Minus. Minus. And then parentheses. So
1: 100% minus. Yeah,
0: 100% minus. And then you have parentheses. Guys, remember your algebra. In parentheses, (laughs) you have the value of your current fucked up hand. Okay. Plus any reasonable foreseeable incidental damages that both parties could have anticipated when they made the contract. So anything that was crazy left field that happened to you, like in relation to the contract after it was fulfilled, like after the surgery. Right. That doesn't count. Only things that you could have seen that could have gone wrong when you oh. both were making it. Right? Okay. Okay. That's so, not as big of a point here. So
1: like, for example, just to just to put some, try our math out here.
0: Yeah. I mean, you were. Let's say that, the,
1: that this poor fucking kid's hairy hand mm-hmm. is like 20% of a hand. Yeah. 20% of a perfect hand. Yeah. And then like. You could expect, I don't know, like 10% in a reasonable situation that he would like your hand would only if it were if the surgery went well, your hand would only get back to
0: 90%. Okay.
1: So then you have 10%. Uh-huh. is like foreseeable.
0: It's kind of hard to also use that as a percentage. Oh. because it's a different It's like it's of a different base value that you're taking the percentage out of. Mm. It's better to keep that as a quantity. Okay. So you have a hundred percent perfect hand. Let's say you have a 20 percent perfect hand, which is a shitty hand. Right. And then you have then you have like lost. Um, lost wages from time you couldn't work on the farm. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, Which you
0: could have foreseen might have happened. Right. But you can't say lost wages for the rest of your fucking life. Right. Unless that's something you could have foreseen. It all depends. (sighs) It depends. Guys, it's going on my graduation cap if they allow that kind of thing. It depends is the phrase that runs law school. Okay. So that is expectation damages. It is what you were promised minus what you expected and then plus some additional shit Mm -hmm. if there is any. Damages should essentially be be awarded post-surgery for the bad shit that you have now. Right. The difference in that with the perfect thing that you okay. were promised. Okay. Yeah. So, how do you think... So, okay. So, this court says, we're throwing this back. We had right. to do a new trial. Right. So, they have to go to a new trial. What do you think happens?
1: I mean, I'm sure that they win again.
0: Who? The, the poor kid. The kid? The plaintiff. Okay. The night... Don't- the oh, night before no. the new trial, Dr. McGee settled. So they didn't go to court. They settled, and he paid them $1,400 because he was like, I'm done with this shit.
1: Was he worried that he would have had to pay even more under the new formula?
0: Probably, because $1,400 in today's monies uh, is $20,000, which is still less than half of what he was originally ordered to give. It's still a lot of money. It's still more than twice what he would have had to give under the last Mm. original trial. I wonder
1: if he was worried. He was like, "Uh uh-oh, I probably gave him like 2% of a good hand. I'm about to get frigging screwed. so he's screwed. like, he's worried
0: about his professional, like he, he kind of, he was able to like skip the guillotine for a second when he got the jur- the verdict set aside. And then
1: he got some clarity.
0: And then they got clarity and he's like, oh fuck, that formula doesn't work out very well for me. Yeah. Okay. So the night before he gets cold feet, he's like, fine, here's your money. He Settle the lawsuit. So mm-hmm. then guess what he does? Mm. He sues his liability insurance carrier in federal district court for New Hampshire to recover the sum that he paid the kid and an additional $2,850 in expenses which were mostly attorneys. This is why
1: you have insurance.
0: I know. But then you sue them. Right. (laughs) Um, essentially.
1: He he didn't win that. Oh,
0: he, he, the the court denied his claim. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Holding that the policy in question did not cover the special contract. So again, his special contract that he made with this kid, which was special, not in writing. no, physician in the right mind would ever say I'm going to give you 100% good hand if you have a fucked up Well yeah
1: you are I mean it's just
0: So that's a special contract. Being
1: bad. Right? Yeah. You're and
0: so s- the insurance company was like we're not liable for that shit. You went on a limb out there. That right. is outside of how much we are amounting to protect you. This isn't a blank check for you, you to go you do whatever. Went you you're on
1: a limb with a blindfold on and like hopping on one leg. Yes. With that.
0: And that's unfortunate that has a limb. Yes. Oh yeah well, Limbs and limbs. Yeah. Jesus. So it seems that the fourteen hundred dollar settlement was used to take George to Montreal to determine whether another operation might reduce oh. the hand's deformity, and the doctors there concluded that nothing could be done for him. Oh man. So it does have a sad, sad ending. Oh, jeez. Okay. So that's Hawkins v. McGee also. I, guess, I mean, I as, guess this is why we drink, right? This is why we drink. Let's drink. Here we go.
1: I'm very sorry for you, Mr. Hawkins. That's that's pretty I wanna
0: to talk to like one of his like his do you think they know? 100%. Yeah. I feel like if I ever met someone whose last name was Hawkins, yeah. I might ask them about it. Yeah. Because I know. You're that
1: kind of person. Though.
0: Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I also went to, I'm going to law school, so I'm learning about these things.
1: Yeah. Um, should we do uh, Endnotes now? Let's do the end notes. Okay. So this uh, is a segment called Endnotes, and um, the reason it's called that, it's a little bit of a long story, is that periodically Megan will send me a text... Which will say something to the effect of, Daniel, you can't just pull out someone's entire set of teeth if you didn't agree with them that you were going to do that beforehand. <laughs> or, Daniel, if you're afraid that your boyfriend is trying to kill you, you can charge at him with a hatchet. Don't do that at home.
0: Yeah. But this you could, not, if you needed to.
1: But this is not legal advice. We're yeah. not doing that. Okay.
0: There's a case in which some court somewhere said that you could do
1: that. Right. So, So and these are often found uh, in the end notes of the cases. So take it away.
0: So the end notes to this is what can or can't you do according to case law? Uh,
1: Well, today you can't make a promise to some poor fucking kid that he's going to have a 100 percent perfect or 100 percent good. I still can't get over. It seems
0: like the courts didn't really care that much about it. Or if they did, the editors omitted it from. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Um, you can't make a promise like that to a kid and then give him a hairy hand. That's just ridiculous.
0: It is. You also can't graft skin from a hairy body part onto a part that's not supposed to be hairy. Yeah. That's more of a medical can't do thing.
1: Right. Yeah. It's more of a medical end note. You also can't like <laughs> a med fuck note? up like that and then try to sue your insurance company. Yeah, that's, that's a real end desperate. note. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. So yeah, I think I think that about does it for this episode, the debut episode of Drunk Law School. Um, I am no drunk. Megan, are you drunk? I'm pretty drunk. Okay. Yeah. Good.
0: So uh, we hope that you enjoy this episode of the show. Uh, we promise that it's not all going to be contracts. In fact, most of the fun stuff comes from another class yeah. that I'm taking contracts kind of sucks hey my professor might listen to this well it'll be after finals (laughs) (laughs) um so it's gonna get much more exciting much more action-packed um so if you there
1: will be fireballs there
0: will be fireballs (laughs) and that day we should drink fireball
1: yes i love brilliant
0: Okay. okay Um, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please hit that subscribe button on your podcast app, which I have done for all of the podcasts that I am a very loyal listener to. Yeah. Um, share us on social media so we can get that instant gratification that all of us millennials are seeking. And I don't know if you feel like it. Maybe send up a flare to let someone know that you're oh, listening. Good. I like that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff about setting up flares. If and you go to the explosives. liquor store, if you
1: go to the liquor store, tell your cashier about yeah, our podcast. Because
0: we are drinking right. during this. Um, if I mess something up, listen, guys. I am not even nine weeks in. I'm a baby She's not a infant. Yet. I'm still in gestation, lawyer. Um, so I'm sorry if I fuck something up. Um, if you're listening to this as my professor, I've already taken the final. Um, <laughs> And if you have any corrections or if you yourself have other questions or follow-ups or like our Hawkins or McGee's progeny, um, please send us an email. We yes. set up a Gmail for this um, called DrunkLawSchoolPodcast at gmail.com. So you can email us with any corrections, contributions, suggestions, crazy legal cases that you have maybe been involved in. That We would like be, to hear about We'd that. like to hear about them. Um if it's like a weird personal story, we maybe don't want to know all the details, right. but we want to know what happened in the case. Mm-hmm. We'd also love to hear from you if you're a law student or a lawyer um, and you have cases that you want us to talk about on the show. We definitely have a running list of some of the crazy ones. Some of them are big ones. Some of them are smaller right. ones. Um, if you'd like to be a
1: guest on our show, hit us up.
0: <laughs> absolutely. We would love to interview you. Yeah. Um, do not, please, I we will not respond. Don't email us asking for legal advice. Nope. There's nothing I could tell you. That will be useful nope. to you and is probably all wrong. Yeah. I be walking across the graduation stage is such a distant future to me right. that it's not even tangible. Right. Um, so we're not substitute for a lawyer. If you do need a lawyer,
1: get one, go get one, do it.
0: Just go talk to them. Someone who has a JD, but you can please email us for law school or for, email us for alcohol advice. Mm um we will i would love
1: to give alcohol advice yeah the sauvignon blanc is very good
0: yeah but also send us alcohol advice true what should we drink
1: on our show tell us
0: and we will tell um we'll be like hey mary said that we should be drinking buddy mary's that wasn't on purpose are you sure with pickles in it and bacon it's really good okay um so daniel
1: uh see you next class for drunk law school bye everybody
0: bye